All right. Episode, I've lost track of the number. <laughs> like seven or something. Yeah. And see, this is with a heavy heart. We are re-recording one of the episodes that we'd already done. <laughs> but I seem to have lost it in the depths of this new Apple computer. And so we're going to take another stab at it. Yeah, it's, it's too bad. I think it was our, our best conversation ever. <laughs> and, and even if it wasn't, we can just claim that it was. Man, it was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, man, I wish you would have been there, viewer. You just, you know, it was like brilliant. We, had... we said some really smart things. <laughs> and now it's just going to be derivative. It's just like we're just, you know, clawing at what was great. It, it is really too bad because this topic is is the one it, i think it's the one message that i want to tell the world like mm. um all of this podcasting all of this putting our thoughts out there if there was one episode one idea that i want to spread and people actually to sink into it would be this this idea this is it so what it's all about well, and 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 we're like like you were mentioning, it's it's about civil discourse almost. It's like how do we actually function as a diverse set of people in in public spheres. <laughs> this is sort of diverting a tiny bit from where I want to go with this conversation, but just piggybacking off what you said, um, I'm I'm not a big fan of our prime minister of Canada. But uh, a couple of years ago, I made the decision that he's our prime minister and he, the, 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 the job that he has is incredibly difficult and weighty <laughs> and the, the position itself demands some respect. Like I can't, I, he has owed some of my respect and honor simply by being my prime minister. And so I do my best to not ever, yeah, derogatory comments and in, and straight up insults. You know, I can I can talk about what issues I have, um, but but I'm not going to engage in just ragging on him and talking to him about him in a real uh, unkind way about him as a person because he's our prime minister and that that position alone is worthy of some some level of honor given <laughs> big time, big time. <laughs> yeah. and, and that that would trickle i mean that would trickle down to all positions of civil government i think but and and then even getting out of it is that just don't be a jerk you know <laughs> like treat people treat people nicely uh, yeah. And I mean, we had talked about this in the politics episode. It's like, <laughs> I'm trying to teach my kids like during President Trump's reign. It's like, we can't just, you know, say a bunch of mean things about people. <laughs> you know, you can, it's not okay. Even if, you know, it's President Trump. It's like, come on, we can, we can, uh, yeah, have a degree of decency um, with everybody. Yeah. And so we're, we're in this world right now that is incredibly polarized on every possible topic. Like 
I, I created a list and I last time when we did this, I think I read them all. I won't I'll keep it much shorter, but just, you know, people's opinions on COVID, uh, people's opinions on, yes, Donald Trump, uh, climate change, things on uh, inside the church, disagreements on theology. Um, I just was listening to a podcast on hell, a person talking about their view of annihilationism. And, um, you know, the, the never-ending debate over uh, capitalism, socialism, which one is the greatest evil to ever be uh, created by mankind. Yes. Um, yeah, and tons of talk in the past year about racism, uh, system, systemic racism, institutionalized racism. Um, and all of these things are really big things and they're very important. And that's why people have such heated opinions on them. But mm. we have to we have to pull back. You know, we we did an episode, uh, a third episode or something, or fourth was on politics. And mm. I, what I wanted to just like scream the whole time was, we all need to we all need to take a step back from the ledge <laughs> because we, you know, civilization is built by people cooperating and interacting with each other. And we just can't have a functional civilization if people are so divided over everything. So I guess my, I'll, I'll let you uh, jump in, but my main, my main point that I really wanna get across is even, even when people are saying things that are just strike you as that is crazy what you just said or maybe that is really really wrong um there has to be we have to get away from our culture of instant uh just destroying them just saying that you idiot you terrible bigot you horrible person you loon away from we cast you out away from us. Um, I think we need to have discussions on these things. Even, even when we're like, why, why on earth are we talking about this? This is insane. Who believes this? We just say, no, okay, let's not talk like that. Instead, let's say, okay, you want to talk about this? Let's talk about it. And let's talk about it respectfully and civilly. Um, so that's, yeah, that's, that's my big message for today. So I think one of the things that sort of, seems normal now is this idea of like we need to protect people from from ideas or uh censor ideas like i feel like that's like when we talk about people getting like shouted down or deplatformed i feel like that's where um we would say like the line's been crossed do you agree mm -hmm. yeah yeah totally um I definitely think there's, that's a huge part of our culture right now is to denunciate. <laughs> by, I don't know if I used that word properly. I think I did. <laughs> to, to denounce something, to say that thing is totally wrong. Let's shut it down right now and let's remove it because it's dangerous. Um, yeah, so I... I, I I think that that itself is a dangerous act, but I also 
one of my one of my other points is that it's I think it's foolish. Um, people, when you shut somebody, when somebody expresses interest in something, so so somebody comes and they they let it slip that oh they've been thinking about uh, they they they're mulling over in their mind that COVID isn't real. There's no such thing as it, and you're like oh my goodness, uh, okay that's crazy. And then your second thought is that's actually a really dangerous thought. Like we don't want people thinking that. Yeah. But here's the thing. If that person is mulling that over in their mind, um, just being told, being uh, shamed, being blasted, being told, just having that thought shut down usually won't make them stop thinking about it and stop mulling it over. And what they're going to do is say, okay, you aren't like, I want to talk about this because I'm trying to sort this out. You are not willing to talk with this. You're not willing to help me sort this out. So I'm going to go find voices that are willing to talk about it. And they go online and you can find all sorts of people online that are so eager to tell about how, how uh, COVID isn't real or something like that. Right. And they'll yeah. just walk right in because, oh, because those people want to have that conversation with them, which is what they want. And mm-hmm. so when you're, sh- you're shutting down these conversations um, in my own life. Uh, so if you've been listening to our podcast, you know that I've got a <laughs> lot of issues with Calvinism <laughs> and that this has been something that I had a lot of issues with since I was in high school. And at different points in my life, I've approached people that I respected in our church and, and asked them about, like, so what do you think about, about Calvinism? And uh, every single time, not, not to, like, roast these people, but every single time, it was like, I roll, and oh, no, like, not another <laughs> young person who has just come and asked about Calvinism, like, uh, and just no, no interest in talking about it. And I'm, I'm really looking to talk about this. And I would love for people that I already know and respect to work with me through it, but no interest. And so then that doesn't, that didn't make me say, Oh, well now I don't have any interest in, in talking about this. No, I still had my interest. So I had to go and find, and then who knows where I'm like, who knows if the sources that I'm pulling up are any good, if they're to be trusted. And so, it's just this idea of shutting down the conversation and not having a conversation with these people probably won't take away the interest that they have in this quote unquote dangerous idea. And they're just going to go looking for people that are willing to have that conversation. And usually it's the people that you, the person who shut them down, don't want them to have those conversations. So I think that, yeah, I think we just have, that's, that's one of the reasons why engage in these conversations, take it seriously, be like, okay, you're somebody who thinks that, uh, you're somebody who thinks that Donald Trump is the greatest human being who ever lived and we should all worship him. Okay, let me, let's talk about this and not in a way that's me belittling you, but let's 
Let's actually work this through. Let's have a respectful civil conversation. So desperately needed. Yeah, and I feel like it takes a lot of the uh, the mystique of things when you're when it's openly talked about. Um, and like, yeah, like I think about getting a chance to talk with like Robert Priest, who's like a you know really intellectual, well-read person. And those conversations are like really significant for, for young guys. I mean, where are we getting our information? Like primarily it's YouTube, I think. Like that's just the new library. Um, and it's where all this information is shared. And yes, we take the stuff we learn from YouTube and we get books and we read the, the books that are recommended to us by people like Jordan Peterson or like, I've spent the last like two years reading through his uh, book list and like just being exposed to those books has given me a completely different perspective on history. Like something as fundamental as like what we learned, you know, in social studies, we, we never address this idea of like censorship and where does this road go to? And I feel like if we're able to talk about like, okay, why don't we burn books? Why don't we, why don't we ban things? Like, I mean, there's some hilarious um, kids, children's books that have been banned because there's like, there's a naked little boy. <laughs> it's like, what's it called? It's right there on my shelf. I don't have it at school because, but I studied it in university and it's like, <laughs> it's like, it's not a, a, like, it's a naked boy. Like, why can't we have this conversation? <laughs> Like, of course you should be having these conversations, but it's like, so such a scary thing that, you know, I have kids coming up to me and being like, they're talking about something disgusting. I'm like, Oh, what are they talking about? It's like, they said sex. And I'm like, Oh, okay. That's not disgusting. It's not. But the fact that we have never talked about it. And it's like this hush, hush in an elementary classroom. It's this disgusting, horrible thing that no one should ever say. <laughs> and it's like, I, I feel like we've gone wrong somewhere. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, that's a, as soon as, as soon as you bring in raising up kids, then I guess uh, that's a rabbit hole. Maybe. Oh man. That's, that's a deep, deep. Well, um, yeah, that we're I, totally qualified to talk about, right? Yeah. <laughs> of course. All the experience uh, we have raising we have, kids. We have a podcast. We have a podcast. <laughs> But the idea of, of not having these conversations, I think, is what breeds the division. Yeah. Um, and, and because I think it, not having the conversation, in my mind, clearly leads, it's, it's, it's inevitable step is to distrust. Um, it's very easy to go from, you're not willing to have the conversation. You're not willing to take this seriously. What are you hiding? You know, like what, why are you not, do you not have good arguments against this? Like what, when you're, when somebody raises up an issue and then somebody just laughs at it, oh. like, well, well, are you laughing at it? Like that's not an argument that disproves it. And all it, and one thing that does is say, okay, you're not taking this seriously because you can't take it seriously because you can't actually go against it. Um, again, thinking about in the church, because we 
we both grew up in the church and you know, I, at least for me, I've had lots of conversations with people where we recognize the, the danger of the church as a, as a whole sort of brushing away criticisms of either of action, but I'm thinking more of, of theology, you know, people, so people start, uh, people start pointing out saying this, this is a problem I think with your theology, or this is, this is some area where it can't stand up. And when the church just dismisses it, just brushes it away, says, we're not talking about that. I think a lot of the young people are saying, I would, I would love to hear what the answer that we have. We have good answers, right? Right guys. Like we have, we have answers to those things. Please tell me we have answers. Um, and again, it goes back to what it, it really is the same as what I said before of there are people out there who would love to tell you the answers. Um, and if that's what we're searching for is for someone, tell me the answers. Someone take, someone take this issue seriously and tell me the answers. There's lots of people out there who would love to do that. And so this is what, yeah, when we recorded this episode last time, I really focused on what has to be done uh, for, on like a society level. Um, I think, so for us, I think with those people that are in our sphere, we have to be willing to have these conversations rather than shutting them down. Um, and maybe we should just shouldn't engage in Twitter because Twitter is the worst invention of all time. Um, it's an amazing invention, but it's, I think the, I think the Twitter experiment has been run and the results, the results are, in. <laughs> it's bad. Um, but, I, but I feel like on a, on a bigger scale, we need people of standing, people with clout to stand up and say, okay, let's, let's have a national conversation about these issues. Let's take these ideas seriously and let's walk through and show why we have good answers for the things that we do. Because when we just laugh it off, when we just say, ha, 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 what a bunch of idiots who think that thing. The other, the, the people on that other side can then say, see, they're afraid. They don't even have answers. They're afraid to even engage. They're, they're hiding, they're burying things. We're the ones who talk about these things. And so, yeah, it just keeps coming back in my mind too. We have to have these conversations. We have to be serious about them, even even when what the person is saying is something crazy. Well, and, and like we grew up going to youth group and that was kind of the explosion of Mars Hill church, Mark Driscoll down in Seattle. And I mean, you re reacted to Mark Driscoll, like the opposite, the way I reacted to Mark Driscoll. <laughs> but I think part of that explosion was because um, he was willing to talk about things that was like, whoa, like you don't talk about these things on the pulpit. Like you don't talk about Song of Solomon. <laughs> it's like, whoa, whoa, what's going on? Um, um, yeah, but but being willing to, um, I think, 
fared really well in uh you know seattle which is a young person's city right it's like yeah. uh you know it's like vancouver on steroids or something <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> um but i think i think someone like mark driscoll um yeah, taking seriously the questions that people have and being willing to engage with them is like, whoa, this is this is different. Uh, at least mm-hmm. because you know we grow up and we we hear sort of the same stories told, uh, you know, the same ways, and it's like, well, um, yeah. there's there's more to the Bible than <laughs> than Exodus and. Uh, <laughs> what a first and second Samuel and we kind of skip yeah. some, and, you know, we, we pick and choose a lot. Um, and we always have the same moral of the story and you're like, wow, we've really like taken away the gospel message of these stories. And sorry, different topic <laughs> as we dive into my problem with Sunday school. <laughs> no, we'll save that for another episode because <laughs> I do have lots of problems with Sunday school <laughs> next week next week perfect yes and i'm a teacher so i actually am qualified to talk about that <laughs> oh wait no <laughs> um i mean what what's what's the role of like sympathy and empathy here because i know we talked about that a lot last time um how do we empathize with someone that is yeah i think you talked specifically about flat earthers or something right <laughs> that's that's probably the one good reason that episode was lost i I leaned too hard into the flat earth. Yeah. Um, if you, uh, yeah. You know, yeah. Um, I want to get back to what you just said, but Sorry. It's, it's part of, it's part of a sympathy and empathy are part of a larger body, which is just having respectful interactions with other human beings, treating them with a basic level of civility and dignity and and the way that we converse especially online primarily online but also in person too is just so devoid of any level of basic respect for that person as as an intrinsically worthwhile person um, and, and and it feeds into what i've been talking about before is it's it's like we've lost all principles of de-escalation it's you know just why on earth somebody says something and it's it's instantly to 11 automatically just assuming the absolute worst yeah and and raising the bar by insults oh you're a bigot you're a racist (laughs) um yes oh my goodness it's it's no way to actually have any sort of interaction with other people it 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 instantly shuts everything down it instantly pulls people apart um i i you know when it comes to like politics which is probably the number one dividing line right now i i truly don't know if people I don't know if they it it just seems so bizarre that 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 it's such a such a divisive thing because I look at like I think I'm blessed in my life by 
my own friend group, the people that are really close to me, primarily think differently than I do politically. Mm. Um, and what that gives me is ample evidence of, wow, these people who have very different political thoughts than I do are such wonderful people. And I think I, <laughs> I, think I said this, these exact words in our politics episode, but it just has to keep being repeated. I can sympathize and empathize with people who have different opinions than me because I experience that they're great people <laughs> and I don't see a reason to turn them into to demons just because they have a different view than I do. Hmm. Yeah, that's a really important point. <laughs> like, yeah, growing up, what role models and people around you is so significant super important a book that i i really enjoyed reading in the last year i guess it probably was close to a year ago when i read it was uh loser think by scott adams um he's the guy is that created, dilber yeah he created dilber. oh jeez <laughs> uh very interesting guy no kidding um, very but uh yeah, Loser Think was a book all about just ways of thinking that are completely unproductive, completely unhelpful for you, for yourself and for everybody. Um, and the, the one that really st stuck with me is just reading people's minds. Um, you know, thinking that, thinking that we know somebody says something and then it's instantly like, I know what. Uh, I know exactly what you mean by that, you know, not really looking into what context it was said, but I now know that. And now I know everything about you. Um, I think, I think it was in our lost episode on this topic when I shared one, one of my favorite moments in the office is, uh, I, don't, I doubt it'd be anyone else's favorite moment. <laughs> I, I think it's hilarious, but uh, it's just when uh, a lot of a lot of people are interviewing for the regional manager position at Dunder Mifflin, and uh, and Dwight's been passed over, and so he's not caring anymore. He's completely given up. Like there's there's like a big patch of his face that he missed shaving, and he just he doesn't care about anything. Uh, so he's sitting down in the lobby of the of the building, and uh, Robert California comes down, and and Robert California just starts staring at him. And Dwight notices he's staring. And all of a sudden, Dwight, he keeps looking. And all of a sudden, Dwight, you know, like sits up straighter. And says, "What? What are you doing? Quit trying to figure me out." And Robert Calvin just says, "It's done. I I know you now." Um, and to me, that to me, that's actually just hilarious. It's done. I know you now. Um, and and part of that's just how much it bugs Dwight. Like it just really gets under his skin, but. But that's what we're doing constantly. You know, uh, oh, you voted for the Republicans? I know you now. I know everything about you. I know every single stance you have. Oh, you voted for the Democrats? Oh, I know every single thing. That tells me everything I need to know about you. Um, because of course, of course, you agree with every single platform issue. Like, of course, you can't say, I agree with this, but not this. I like how they handled this, but I didn't like how they did this. And it's just, because we don't have conversations with people, 
because we just shout across, because we just demonize and then create the divide and then just lob things at them, all we do is just say, I know everything about you because you're one of them. Hmm. It's just, we're so broken in our society. It's, and, and you brought up Twitter a bit. I mean, wh- what is the role of, you know, Facebook, Twitter? Like, do, do they just, like, are they actual meaningful tools? Or are they just, you know, making problems worse? In this regard, specific to, uh, you know, empathy. Like, it's like, I don't think it's helpful at all. No. I don't know. Yeah, in, in this regard specifically, I think that, yeah, I do think that Twitter is probably like the worst, the worst thing that ever happened to our society. Um, and again, I, I don't, Twitter is, what a, what a genius idea. Like what a great, and it was, an exec, not just the idea was great, but executed great, right? And the, the proof is in the pudding. Um, but I just think that the proof is also in the pudding that Twitter has destroyed us. What a, mm. what a wasteland. People, people talk, people joke about it, but the joke is real, right? Like just what an It's a absolute, parody of itself. <laughs> what an absolute wasteland of burning garbage. Uh, you just go on there and read what people say to each other. And it's just, that's, if, if Twitter is the model and it's the worst part, of society but it's still reflective of the whole i think and if you're saying if this is what it if this is what our interaction looks like how are we going to survive like how how are we actually going to hold together as a country as a society if if this is how human to human interaction is Mm. uh, it's it's a nightmare on there yeah, and I mean, I experienced the same thing in emails. Like, emailing parents is, like, the most terrifying thing to try and do. Like, when I get an, a parent email, I'm like, I, it, it's, a, you're, you're walking a tightrope that's, like, wet and slippery, and there's just no way to do it. You can't, you can't, yeah, it's just not a, a, a form of communication that can, you know, that works <laughs> because the person on the other end is experiencing a very different situation than the one I'm experiencing. Like, it's like, it's just impossible to communicate effectively over, over a text source. Like it really is. And and the, the older I get and the more the communication I attempt is like, you just can't use it. Like even like a telephone call is for some reason, like the voice, just a voice like works with our brains because I can communicate so much more in how fast I'm speaking, whether I'm sounding like, it's just none of that uh, is accommodated for in text. And it's just, yeah, it's, it's too difficult, right? It really is to actually have conversations over text. Yeah. Crazy. And we're, we're missing so much, Tom. Like people are missing so much with this, breakdown because like the reason why i'm doing this podcast uh, 
I, I said this this specific episode is my one message that I'm this is <laughs> yeah, what I yeah, want. Yeah. This is what I want to tell people. You're... But the reason why I'm doing a podcast with you, the reason why I did a podcast with Tanner and Jackson, is not because I wanted to not because I wanted to get my ideas out into the world. I actually probably maybe it's a good thing if they don't get out into the world. But it, <laughs> yes. it create it, it it made conversations happen. It it gave us a reason to get together and talk about things. And I, I love getting together with you and just talking about things and podcasts make that happen, but we just don't do that. And, and we're afraid to do that. I have friends who, even though, as I keep saying on, on this episode, on previous episodes, what, what wonderful people, what truly wonderful people, there's things that I just am too afraid to say. And, it, and it's terrible because I love conversations. Like, I love just throwing ideas around. I love just talking through things. Uh, it's so interesting to talk about politics. It's so interesting to talk about theology. It's so interesting to talk about crazy conspiracy theories. <laughs> um, and it's so fun to do that with, with friends. And I love it. But there's just oh, there's people in my life that I'm just, oh, this divide in our society has also reached us and we're still friends, but, but there's barriers and we can't actually have some of these great conversations because it's opening up a real can of worms and who knows what, who knows if you can put the genie back in the bottle. Or... No. And you've run into those things all, or I, I run into those, those areas all the time where the person reacts so um like from their gut it's like not even it's not even like a we're not having a discussion anymore they're just they're like there's stuff they have to say and it's like whoa like i'm just talking <laughs> but yeah. but but there's it's like it's no longer yeah it's something in their gut that they you know that and yeah i, I maybe i just have a different Maybe it's because, you know, my brother Mitch is such a flexible, uh, yeah, I don't know, the way he deals with things. And, you know, the devil's advocate is really helpful. Like in Carmel with Ty Grinnett, like he just was always playing devil's advocate. And it makes you become a flexible thinker, right? You're like, okay, I don't, I don't know what this person believes, but they're making me think and deal with things um, mm -hmm. that, that I have gut responses to and part of that gut response is like maybe my upbringing or my parents or just stuff i was told and i believed but like those those areas that i interact with my friends and it's like whoa like you can't go there anymore because it's like it, you lose something right yeah. and i mean it's it's really helpful to have flexible brothers uh, as far as thinking um because you know sure we get very heated and but it's not it's not like it's like, oh, well, we're still talking about these things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, think it's because, I think it's because of the ideas of dangerous thoughts, right? And, and, and the idea of I know you now. Um, because all of a sudden, one, one statement can, be, can completely change someone's opinion. Like, oh, no, you said that? I mean, a second ago, I... I knew from years of experience that you're, you're pretty great. Like, I love hanging out with you. I think, think very highly of you, but you said that you must be a monster. Like 
because only only truly truly spawn of satan people believe that right <laughs> and it, or or yeah this oh that idea is so dangerous we can't let that idea get out there but but as i said it completely it completely shuts down any sense of of working through together you know and and when you're talking about friends you're talking about family those are the people that you should be working through ideas together with those are the people who should be you should feel comfortable going and saying hey i think uh i'll I'll bring up uh, I'll bring up flat Earth again because because I, I kept I said too much about flat Earth last time and I'm I'm not somebody that is in any way even one speck a flat earther um, but uh, but if the idea you should feel comfortable going to your friends and saying guys you know like I I started to think like flat Earth I heard some people talk about it and it sounded sounded kind of i don't know it started to make me think and and you should be able to go and have those conversations without it instantly becoming a that's idiotic how can you how can you think those stupid things um because if it's genuine if it was a genuine then all of a sudden all that all that that would tell me if, if i was that person all it would do for me is say okay I can't have that conversation with these people anymore. They've now lost, they've lost any ability to influence me in the direction that they would want to go. I'm not talking to them about it anymore. I'm going to go find somebody else who would love to talk about it. Um, and so, and so we, we've just, we lose so much with this, with this division. This is the one message that I want the world to hear from David Short. <laughs> is we have to, we have to start having genuine conversations uh, respectfully with people who believe ideas that we think are crazy with ideas that we think are dangerous ideas that we think are wrong um, because it, we have it brings us back together as a, as a as a society and it's also just the best way it's the best if you want to influence those people if you want to have a voice in their life if you want to help them with their journey back out of the danger back out of the crazy well then you have to be willing to take it seriously uh, otherwise you're just telling them go deeper in go farther in exactly exactly well thanks for listening tom and dave podcast you can always email us Tom and Dave podcast at gmail.com. We, uh, yeah. Episodes are flowing again, people. It's exciting. <laughs>